0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. All right, guys. You've heard us talking all about Herd App Media and the team behind us and the millions, gazillions of reasons that we chose to work with them and how really, honestly, how far the Hollywood Rod podcast has come in the last few months, but really... Herdat Media is only one part of the Herdat organization.
1: Let us say that one of the reasons we chose Herdat was their reputation as one of the premier search engine optimization agencies out there. Honestly, I had no idea what that was until I came to Herdat. Search optimization, for those of you who don't know, is the practice of optimizing your website, podcast, YouTube videos, or anything else to be found as high as possible in Google search results. At Marketing serves the marketing needs of companies of all sizes, from mom-and-pop shops to S&P 500 corporations. They work with nearly 3,000 business locations in 43 states, and this was a tipping point in the decision for Hollywood Raw.
0: So we knew that growing Hollywood Raw meant we needed to partner with someone bigger, someone with more experience, a media company that had a full marketing arm and honestly that's what Herd at Marketing brings to the table. So Herd at Marketing is not just SEO as you heard Adam describe which I'm pretty sure he has no idea what it is still. <laughs> They're a full-service marketing agency with literally every service under one roof. There's nothing outsourced to partners like a lot of the other big agencies do and we mean everything. Social media marketing web design, content marketing, video production, branding, creative, SEO, SEM, local SEO, and all the SE, whatever's they have. <laughs> they have a team in-house to meet those needs and yours.
1: It's why you see our TikTok blowing up. It's insane. We are getting ready to launch a whole new website, and they are the power behind the, the news stories that'll be found on our website. They literally do it all for us, and they could do the same for you. So if you have a company that needs more customers or know somebody who needs new customers, you know by now that the internet is where you're going to find them. And net Marketing is the company that will get you found more often than your competition. Find Hurt At Marketing online at hurtatmarketing.com. That's H-U-R-R-D-A-T, marketing.com, or give them a call at 877-662-4443. What's up, Dex? Hello, buddy. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to Hollywood Raw Podcast, the number one anti child uh slavery trafficking trafficking pod- podcast. Hollywood, Hollywood.
0: <laughs> i'm like all right where is he going with some crazy stuff today let's <laughs> let's, let's 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 get into the mind of adam <laughs>
1: exactly if you listen to another podcast especially in the celebrity thing you are supporting child trafficking we are anti-child trafficking so that's why uh you that's why a- you have to listen to us yeah that's why you made a good decision by tuning into this podcast we like seeing this podcast we humanize celebrities you know we got nick ritchie coming on Today's podcast, we'll get into him. But on this podcast, the Hollywood Raw podcast, I like to say that we uh, we reveal the fourth wall of Hollywood. We talk to the celebrities, we talk to the bodyguards, we talk to the publicists, we talk to, I mean, the uh, everyone. I, and
0: I think I think the the biggest reactions that I always get back from people, like we get these awesome celebs. You know, we, who have we had on? We've had on Tony Robbins and Brett Mark Cuban and, and Mark Cuban. Perez we who else
1: uh, i mean dude larsa are, pippen obviously was probably even, one of our yeah, biggest interviews
0: but i think people most respond to the paparazzi interviews like when yeah. we had jessel i got so many texts so many responses Just, i love this guy it's fun to hear behind the scenes of what it's like to be a paparazzo yeah same with um uh what's a. Uh, celebrity God, oh, what is a youtube page
1: the, the, the uh, hollywood fix hollywood met, fix fletcher yeah. fletcher the, uh, hollywood the fix people i love mean the
0: amazing the amount of people that have reached out to me after his interview people just love this stuff
1: yeah so if you actually tune into the episode now that's i would say if you're looking back at our library tune into the hollywood fix and also jessel jessel is a great guy and uh it's a, he's a really interesting photographer just did a jessel was just in new york city Shooting Angelina Jolie for like a week and traveling with the family. I saw guy, that. And I talked to him about it. And he was like, dude, like I went into a museum with her. He was talking to Angie like as he's shooting her, like she was totally cool with it. So he's a great photographer, a great guy, really cool dude. That's a great listen. But again, we always like to say we humanize celebrities. We like to humanize Hollywood and reveal the fourth wall of Hollywood. And that's what we're doing on today's episode. We're talking to a guy who – really is just a change the game change the game nick ritchie dax how would you so explain to me nick ritchie
0: so i've known nick ritchie for like pff, almost 20 years now he was the founder of the dirty which was obviously a huge revolutionary website and i say revolutionary and it changed the game for covering celebs for covering people it paved the way for i think a lot of the bigger websites and just you know what you could post what you can't post i mean people were going to this website and if you remember back in like 2006 7 8 you know this was the biggest website on the planet and he was posting these you know photos or blind items or whatever about just people in general it didn't even have to be celebrities just people out there that maybe you didn't like or you did like and giving the kudos or trashing on them um but i feel that this website allowed like des moines to be around yeah. today or you know even perez to continue going like i don't know it was just a really interesting website for the time nick is no longer there he left years ago uh but i still want to dive into this with him and just see what it was like founding such an infamous website for so long you know
1: yeah yeah he's definitely and he was just, he's a he's a wild guy we'll see if he's still wild he's been in the news and the headlines lately before we get to him Uh, the best thing to do to support this podcast is leave a review five star only. If you do that, we will read the review on, you know, we pick a review, we read it on the air, but that's the best thing to do to support this podcast because it helps out with the algorithm which essentially that's how the dollars come in, you know? So uh, Dax, do you have a review for, a review for us I today?
0: do. I do. All right. Let's see. This is from C-Doll. It says, Awesome. Just discovered this pod. Great interviewers with industry experience, engaging, and the guests are also top-notch. Excellent job, guys. Give me a job, says C-Doll.
1: Oh, uh, Thanks. No, thank you so much. Thank That's you a, for good review. Review. a good review. Love to give you a job, <laughs> but we drug test. Will you pass the drug test? We don't know. Uh, and no,
0: <laughs> the only way you get a job is if, if you, you fail the drug <laughs> yeah, test. <exactly.
1: laughs> Dude, I had a
0: point. No, I, and if yeah. uh, you know, obviously we keep inviting people to be a part of the show. So if you want to be a part of Fan Question Roulette, submit a video of yourself asking a question to a celeb. Problem is, you're not going to know the celeb, so it's got to be kind of an open question. Ask. Whatever you want, send it to us in the DMs on Instagram, either to us personally, but we prefer to the Hollywood Raw page. Uh, That way it just goes right to our producers and we never get to see it. And it makes fan question even more fun. Or feel free to give us a call on our phone number and leave us a message. It's 833-HWR-LINE, 833-HWR-LINE. Leave us a drunk message. We're down for it.
1: Yeah, so uh, last week on the podcast we had Brandy Glanville, which made some ha- uh, some uh, headlines, talking about her relationship with Leanne Rimes, talking about uh, <laughs> like everything Housewives, getting
0: I into mean, Denise Richards yeah, and I, Denise liking her posts and Vanderpump's secret closet full of fur. I mean, there was a lot of good stuff. There's a that lot episode. of good
1: stuff, but today I'm excited. Very excited for uh, our guest today. Dax, tell us about our guest today.
0: All right. So our guest today is a huge personality in the land of Hollywood. He's an internet personality who was the founder of a very controversial website, controversial gossip website called TheDirty.com. He is now the CEO of Celeb Magazine, and he is an OG of the Hollywood scene, Nick Ritchie.
1: So we are here with the legend, Nick Ritchie from uh, TheDirty.com. I mean, I remember The Dirty like when it first came out. My friends were hitting me up about The Dirty like, man, this site is legendary. You know, how would – for people who weren't familiar with The Dirty, how would you explain, Nick, TheDirty.com?
2: Uh, I guess I'll I'll take the – what the media says. It's it's the bathroom wall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was It was basically a place – Um, I call it civilian paparazzi, but it was a a reality Internet, a place where people could just vent their frustrations on their neighbor or their coworker, or their girlfriend or or ex-wife or whatever. Um, It was it was awesome. You know, people would submit the world and I would be in there and I would pick and choose what would go up. And I would just throw in my two cents of uh, what people wanted to know about a certain person. Um, it was the first. Uh, the only way I like when I go out and I drink now with my buddies, I tell them like it was kind of like Yelp for people, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a good way to put it, actually. Yeah. So, but I'm four years removed, so don't don't. I'm trying to be a normal guy like Dax now, and, and, and <laughs> yeah. so that's not uh, catching me too much.
0: <laughs> no, no. I was just I was thinking back because TMZ was obviously rising at the same time the dirty.com was rising. So, you know, we obviously knew you, you knew you guys over there. And I remember getting made fun of on the dirty.com. Like, what was it? Scissor hands? What was it called? When you like do the peace sign? Scissor
2: Game Mafia. (laughs)
0: Scissor Game Mafia. Yeah, no. (laughs) Uh but it was fun. It was a good it was a good website to go and I mean it's honestly just talking shit on other people. Talking shit on other people, but it was entertaining.
2: It was a different time. It was a different time. And you know I don't think I could get away with it in this day and age. Um, But back then people were into the sarcastic, dry humor uh, that I had. And uh, yeah, there wasn't, there was no like movements, you know, now everything's a movement. You, you walk outside, it's a movement. So you have to just be careful. So uh, you couldn't get away with it now. But back then there was no rules really. Right. My space was starting to be like, starting to fizzle out facebook was coming up tmz started blowing up and we were just riding that wave of um and and i think what what really blew it up dax was when we started posting the athletes because the athletes didn't have there wasn't tmz sports there wasn't anything like that and i I remember when matt and nick lachey were partying with those asu girls and he got he nick lachey got busted or or for cheating or something happened. And we blew, we broke that story with Liner and the beer bong. And then the Cardinals benched him, you know, and then we were we were everywhere. So it was breaking little stories here and there that really catapulted. And obviously TMZ helped because they would piggyback the stories. And Harvey was a huge fan. And, and it just kind of made me who I was, you know.
0: How did you, like, actually start? Was it just like, oh, this is a fun idea? Or, like, you were seeing stuff out there and you're like, this would be fun to have a website devoted towards like, what people kind of talking smack on each other.
1: Like, what year are we talking around here? Right? I think we're talking like
2: 2006 or seven, something like that. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah. And um, how do all great things start? They start because, you know, you, you're chasing a chick and you're, you get mad at the girl and you get resentful and you decide that, you know, you need to talk trash on the person indirectly. So... I started getting really you know mad at women and and uh, and not not from like a um, disgruntled point of view, but I was just like okay I, I was in Scottsdale and Scottsdale at that time was the Dubai of America and it was just people were beautiful everyone was beautiful. so I was just making fun of you know the girls that thought they were Paris Hilton in Scottsdale you know they were just going out flaunting their, plus twos, as I called them, the fake the breast augmentations and their plastic surgery and all this stuff. And, and, uh, it just kind of went viral because there was nothing like it. Like people were shocked. Like, how can you just put a picture of someone on the internet? It, it's pretty much like Instagram before Instagram, but there wasn't, there was privacy was still kind of a thing. And people were just like, how can you like talk about other people? It, they were just, their minds were blown. And then I started getting sued left and right. It was
1: fun so is, <laughs> it was fun <laughs> i mean that's the wild part you're getting sued but i don't even know you know how were you able to get sued though because you know there is the freedom of the press there's freedom of speech but you know why how does it you know and we're not lawyers but can you explain why there would be lawsuits though or how there would be possible
2: well it just it never, it never there was no there was no case law for it. Like there was this, there's the CDA, which is the communications decency act, which was kind of the, the shield that I was using. Um, but it never got really to a point, um, cause the internet, there was nothing really like it. Like the, the question was whether if a person who owned a website could be liable for third-party content. And, uh, what happened was is I took it a little bit to the extreme or to the edge um, and eventually, you know I, I, I was in two jury trials, got to the, the you know su- what is it uh, superior court level or the the ninth the ninth circuit court like level. Court. Yeah and, and and it became case law with that that Sarah Jones, the, the Bengal cheerleader yeah, it
1: was a big um,
2: one. yeah, and I won that one. and then after that it was crazy. after that I never got sued again. and um, the cool part was is like, TMZ, uh, Yahoo, Amazon, Zuckerberg, everyone, everyone wrote amicus briefs for me. They all had my back. All their lawyers were involved because if I lost, everyone was screwed. Like the internet was kind of YouTube and Facebook and all these sites would have had to shut down. So it was, it was kind of a huge, huge deal and kind of made me infamous. Like that was it. Like as soon as I won that case, it was, that was, you know, the stamp and, the, the and what was, you Larry know for the
1: people market. who are first listening though Nick what was that what was that story that big lawsuit
2: um, so this cheerleader uh, in Cincinnati was uh, got submitted to the site and someone was saying that I think that she was sleeping with their students I, I forgot what the post was about and I made the remark why are all um, teachers or high school teachers freaks in the sack that was my remark and they took it they they basically said since i i edited and wrote that technically i'm an editor and not a, a content i basically created the content so that was their that was their play and they and they took it through the kentucky court system so you have to imagine me flying to kentucky uh sitting in in two jury trials for i don't know 14 days or whatever it is and the jury, the jury's all like female old, um, Kentucky, you know, so they're looking at me and her, her lawyers, like basically making, make it out like I'm a terrorist. So I had no shot of winning these trials and the judge involved was not a big fan of of mine either. Um, and they kept playing like Dr. Phil episodes. And it was like, I felt like I was like on a murder trial, you know? So I, I eventually ended up, First one was a hung jury, the second one I lost, and then I went to a higher court. And as soon as I got to the higher courts, they were like, you know, CDA all day. And then and then um, I won that case. But the crazier part was, is she, I, she actually was hooking up with her student and it ended up marrying the kid and like get, having kids with him and the whole thing, like it was, it was real. And I still, I, to this day, I'm just in shock that it even got this far because the post was actually true in the end and the judge threw out all the all all the because she went to jail for it or she got arrested for it for sleeping with her oh, student wow. yeah so it, it was crazy to me that i was the one on trial for her you know
0: doing something illegal and yeah. she was doing it yeah that's crazy,
2: yeah, that, was no. a crazy that was the crazy part that like a lot of these things that got submitted Even if uh, some of it wasn't true, there was enough there where something was was legitimate. You know, there was parts and pieces that were legitimate. But, you know, I would get sued all the time. I've been sued 50 times and and I've won 50 times. So like but for me, that was at the beginning, it was scary. But but then it got fun because I would like, you know, I would basically get legal fees and it, it would be if I wasn't getting sued, I felt like I was doing something wrong, to be honest, which is weird. Now, when
0: you look at like a site like Des Moines, uh, you know, this Instagram page that all they do is just post like blind items and kind of it's essentially the dirty.com, But on Instagram, do you laugh to yourself and think I did this 20 years ago? <laughs> you know, like this is this was my gig.
2: I see, well, I see the same thing with Barstool. I see the same thing with everything. You know, if I if I if I wrote it out, I probably would would have. uh I would have been huge, but the problem is you can't have a family. You can't can't be a normal person with that lifestyle. Just it's just not possible. Like you become you become who you who that I didn't want to be the dirty guy. Like that was never my goal in life. You know, like for some people, they want to be TMZ. They want to be, you know, their brand. I wanted to be Nick. I didn't want to be the dirty.com ever. Like that wasn't me. And people that know me are shocked that they, that I created this thing. Um, so that's why I, I try so hard to distance myself. I've rebranded, you know, I took two years off and I've created other, other companies that are really successful. Um, but, but yeah, no, Dax, I see those things all the time. And I laugh because, you know, they think they're so cool, but I look at it from a perspective, like, wow, they're not, they're, they have no idea. Like that's, Cause they didn't have to go through the trenches that I had to go. Like I had to literally pave the way for all these idiots. You know,
1: how do you find out things are factual? It's, you know, people send you blind items all the time. I'm sure. But you know, how do you decide if it's worth posting or if it's actually accurate?
2: Um, I don't, you know, it's, it's not my job to decipher what's fact or fiction. That's not what, that's not what, what it was, what it was, was, um, here's an image you know do you do you think this chick's hot or something or and then what where we really started becoming successful is because a lot of these politicians or athletes or celebrities would cheat on their spouses and the girls the mistresses would come to us saying i have no voice you know um this is what happened and then i would have to choose if you know they're they're real or fake but i wouldn't really base it on their story i would base it on hey what factual evidence do you have which is like a photo or a video like when i broke the carlos danger and the anthony weiner story which was massive um i basically gambled she sent me a picture of his toes compared to another picture of his toes and i had to match the toes to to know that this, this these were his his uh, D pics. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this. So <laughs> you can talk about it. It's all so, good. So yeah, so it, it's just taking risks and gambles and and like it, people don't know this too. I brought the Hulk Hogan sex tape. Like that was me that put that out there. They came to me and said, Hey, he, we have a sex tape with Hulk Hogan. Do you want to run it? I'm like, Hell no, I want nothing to do with it, but send me some some screenshots let me at least tell people that it, ex- it exists and we put it out there and then TMZ picked it up. And then, you know, the rest was history. They sent it, they put it, sent in an envelope to Gawker and they had fun with it. So, so there's like little things that people use the dirty for to leak the story. And I wouldn't call it a blind item. Cause I hate, like I'm not a big blind item fan. Cause it's, anyone could say, Hey, this person slept with this person or this person was spotted here or whatever. I was more of like, I want to see the image. Like I want to see the actual factual evidence and run with that. Um, But the honest answer is I I couldn't tell you what's real or what's not real. That wasn't, that wasn't my job. My job as a journalist was to get the story, um, give it some legs, let it get out there and let the real people do the work. Yeah.
0: Well, I know you don't want to obviously talk about the dirty the whole time because this is your past. We're just fascinated because it was obviously such a big website during our, you know, start in the business, but I do want to know, did this site make just a shit ton of money? Cause I got to imagine
2: it did. Um, I gotta be careful what I, I say here because I'm still going through a, a divorce process. So, <laughs> so the, the reality is, is it, it made, it made enough money to have a lot of fun. I yeah. wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it made crazy money only because of the content the content was really hard to monetize um to to figure out a, a niche model like that you need to have like similar what like Barcel's doing is they're going towards like the gambling route or the liquor route you know you have to find what your um where the money comes from but back then it was different we didn't have like programmatic wasn't really a thing back then like it wasn't mm-hmm. just started coming up but google wouldn't even touch the dirty like it wasn't even the, it wasn't the content, the domain was, was flagged. So it was really hard to monetize. And the only way to monetize was to make me go on the road and party with people. So mm. that sucked. Like that was the worst because you're going to different cities, you're sleeping with random women and you feel really guilty about yourself the next day. It was, it's great in the moment, but it was, it was really tough for me because I was getting paid you know, 10, 25 thousand a pop to show up for a couple hours in these different cities and uh and just party with people. So um it, it took a huge toll on my body. It took it it put me in a pretty dark place because of the alcohol and stuff. But that was the big the biggest, I would say 75% of the revenue driver. And then the others you're looking at just direct advertisers and just coming up with different campaigns. But uh but yeah, the traffic was insane. When when I say insane, you're talking about a religious cult following uh, of about ten million people that literally came to the site, like you're going to Instagram, you're going to it. Like my average visitor would come to the site at least sixteen to twenty times a day. So wow. it was it was but, it was insane.
0: And yeah, I don't then you, like you said that double edged sort of crazy traffic, but. We can't get, you know, that big monetization because there's no sponsors are just flooding you saying, Yes, I'd like to be tied to this product.
2: So the only way to do it, Dax, was to tell them, hey, come come hang out with me in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was it was that type of a platform, which it was so frustrating because we had so many, so much traffic, but we couldn't figure out how do you how do you monetize each person? We just needed yep. we just needed a dollar from each person
0: you know it's like I mean? it should have been like a paywall at a certain point i think people would have paid for the content but yeah wow how, so so interesting
2: how but it's old it's were- old everyone everyone
1: everyone cashed out so
2: it is what it is
1: how often were celebrities hitting you up to be on there like they wanted to be on it themselves it wasn't celebrities as much as
2: it was like new up-and-coming influencers you know like i would get into fake fights with jake paul And these guys before they were like big and all these guys, when they were like, I don't know, at the the, towards my tail end of the dirty, when they were at like a million followers, they would they would submit themselves and pretend like similar to how they do with these boxing fights now. Like, Nick, you're an asshole. And I would go back and like, hey, you know, you have a receding hairline, whatever. Like, I would just go back with these guys. Right. And it, it worked for them. Like it, it built a following, it built a base. Um, but celebrity wise, it wasn't, it wasn't much unless it was like a model or a supermodel or something asking if I would sleep with them. That was, there was a would you section that was like pretty popular. And that was, that was pretty much it. But, uh, but I would get a lot of girls, like the big, the big one that was when the Ashton Kutcher Demi Moore, that Sarah Leal girl. She came, you know, we got that information and it was fire like that.
1: That blew up. Actually. So what was that story? Can you fill us in? So people might not be familiar with that story.
2: So Ashton Kutcher went down to San Diego. He stayed at the hard rock and, uh, these two girls, um, Sarah Leal, which, which was the main one who we had the affair with, uh, they were just in the hot tub and, I was getting like play-by-play like as it was going down like i didn't even believe it like they were submitting in real time that's why how crazy it was to me these girls were like hey we're about to sleep with ashton kutcher um and they're submitting themselves to get famous so so i was like okay is this real so i'm i'm hitting up my contacts in san diego like hey is ashton at the hard rock because these girls are like taking pictures with him in a hot tub and and uh they're trying to, to send them to me and and they verified it was legit and she, and he put her in a taxi the next day it was crazy like and and i posted it and it was real and and the paparazzi and everyone did their job and followed up on the story similar to the stormy daniels stormy daniels came to us and gave us the whole story and and it was crazy to me about the trump thing i broke that so long ago, like two years before it even hit, hit, like anything. And the Wall Street Journal did a full investigation and they won a Pulitzer for it. It
0: was great. So, What do you think is the biggest story the dirty ever broke? Because I mean, you've, I mean, just we've in the last five minutes talked about some huge stories, but what do you feel like is the biggest one that trumped them all?
2: Um, I think we had a couple of the tiger woods girls so that, that started that whole cycle um i don't know it's we've had a lot of big ones i think uh if i had to go with the one that did the best traffic wise i know this is going to sound crazy but our highest traffic ever and it's not even they're not even like well i guess they're celebrities now but amanda cerny and Lele Pons,
0: their, their arguments or fights
2: there, Amanda Cerny found out Lele Pons when they, when they used to, to be best friends was deleting her YouTube videos in some kind of jealous war. Yeah. And, and, uh, Amanda came to me and said, Hey, I found out Lele's doing this to me. Can you, I want to, I want to submit this. I want to post this and give the play by play. I have never seen Dax. I have never seen like my servers crashed. And I was like, wow, this influencer thing is like a real, a real thing. And I'm not even kidding. We we must have done a hundred million uniques in one week. It was it, it was the craziest thing. And it got picked up by like Vogue and like the most random things. And it was it. That was a wrap. They were never friends again.
0: It was like- so funny. We we literally just had Amanda on like two months ago and we asked her about that and like did you guys ever make up like where are you at with that and she basically what did she say adam she she said pretty much like no but we're not like at war anymore yeah they don't
1: it's not like uh awkward in front of each other but they're not close i don't think yeah but Layla
2: was like like deleting her because she didn't want to surpass her so it was, yeah. it was awesome. And then uh, Amanda was giving me all the info. Like, and I was like thinking in my head, I'm like, wow, this is kind of like American psycho type stuff. And, and, yeah. uh, it was awesome. So, like
0: have your friend's password delete stuff so that you can get a step ahead. Like that's some diabolical shit right there. Yeah. It was, it was
2: awesome, but I've never seen that much traffic in my life. I've never seen, a, I've never seen, it was like Justin Bieber stuff. It was, it was insane. Like, because there were you had two you had two fan bases fighting each other. Um, it was like Black Panther. It was crazy.
1: How many sex tapes have you seen that like won't go out there, like that are not out in the public?
2: Uh
1: celebrity sex tapes.
2: Probably like seventeen.
1: Yeah, like crazy
2: ones. <laughs> I've seen, and don't get me wrong, we've done a lot of catch and kill, the dirty, the dirty that was another side of the business um, that, you know, people don't know um, that. Yeah. That, that's a big, I think our industry, if you look at our industry, the the totality of where the real money's at, that's where it is. The lawyers are the ones, the Marty singers, these guys, they make so much money off killing stories and making sure they don't hit the wire. Um, That's something that still needs to be, Addressed in our
1: industry. So what does that mean though catching like again? I'm just talking for the some people aren't familiar with that and marty singer what he does So how do they make money? What tell me that side of the industry that well? It's
2: it's not just marty, but yeah, you know that side of the business is when there is a tape that's out Um, You have to evaluate if you get a, a photo or a tape you have to evaluate how much you can monetize off that tape and the problem is with the sex tapes is no advertiser is going to touch it. It's great for traffic, but you can't monetize it. So the only way you can make actual real hard money is the person on that tape itself needs to that. say, yeah, basically say, Hey, you know, you know, take a celebrity, a list celebrity and the person who the person, you know, that was slept with and they go to that, law firm, and they go to a person like Marty or whatever, and they say, like, hey, um, here's the value that we think this is worth. And with the dirty, they did that all the time. They used to come to us and say, hey, tease this, put this out there that, hey, this exists. And then we would never hear from the person again. So they would use us to basically bait the lawyer in or bait the team in and make it go away.
0: Do you ever, because I know other sites would buy content like that, at a, a lower price and then just sell it back to the select for I a couldn't much higher
2: price. Dax, I couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. I wish that, yeah. but I couldn't afford it. Like you're talking about, you're talking about, and not to be like a blind item person, but there's a very, 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 I would say the highest level tennis player that literally bought their tape pack for $10 million. So you're, you, you're, you're talking about people in price ranges that don't even we can't even fathom it, you know. So yep. I was never in that ball game. Plus it was it's too that that's just when you're going down that road, then you're like you have you have demons, you know, you have closet demons and you just don't want that. You don't want to be you want to be able to sleep a little bit. Um but yeah, but but Dax, I don't know if you remember this. This is right when the dirty started a big story that went away. There was a cheerleader that had an affair with kobe on the lakers remember her name was vanessa curry it's curry mm-hmm. not vanessa curry um it was something curry i think it was Va- vanessa curry was her name but she okay. the lakers photoshopped her out of the calendar and it was one of our first like big breaking stories and we were riding it so hard they photoshopped her out of the, the laker cheerleaders and somehow she just vanished off the face of the earth she was paid to like literally disappear just go was, away just go away it was gone and this wow. was this was like in the infancy of the dirty days and i remember we were we were emailing their pr and like asking for statements and the whole thing it was it was the most insane thing i've ever seen and it was my first glimpse of catch and kill that was my first very first experience that they literally paid to make a person disappear and i, and, so I nuts. and i think the lawyer on that one was Keith Davidson so that was that was the guy that that somehow, you know, what well, what is that show Dexter or whatever?
1: Yeah, right down yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah he, he is the uh, the real life Dexter. So interesting. I love
0: this stuff. It's so interesting. yeah,
2: yeah. Just, it's interesting to us, but it's not interesting to people.
0: I don't think. Uh, no, I, you might be surprised. You know this is the
1: stuff because they're interested in the real deal, but they don't. They see a a watered down version on most sites, and it doesn't even make most sites because some of the stuff. Uh, you know, they they also need to keep the relationships with the celebrities and the publicists, so they won't pick up the stories. But this is, you know, we like to say on this podcast, we always like to humanize Hollywood and show like what it really is, the business of it, and this is part of the business and what happens. You know, so it's yeah. it's pretty wild. How many times have you had, you know? it's gonna sound like people trying to out celebrities you know we see this actor with another male actor you know actress and another male, female actress how often was that going around
2: so i was the one let's see how i can do this so before anderson cooper came out i was gonna for some reason he just didn't like me and and uh, i was i because at that time we were doing that cheerleader trial and he was on this he was just on this girl's nuts just you know she would cry on tv and the whole thing and he would he would just anderson just didn't like me he just thought i was an evil person and uh i was i was ready to out him like literally i was that pissed off that i was re- i was really ready to, to to tell everybody that he was gay and uh he beat me to the punch so, so there was, there was times like that where back then. Are you glad that happened? Like, are you glad
0: that you didn't do it though at the yeah, end of the day, of like course. for your own conscience? Of and course,
2: stuff? of course. Dax, I was, I was not a good person. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, and say like, Hey, like, you know, but you have to understand like during that time period, people were just not nice. Like it was just, they, they felt empowered when you could belittle someone and it's different now. It's, it's just a different time, but, but I, I never, I never took the time to think I just reacted, reacted, reacted because I was just in a different mindset. I was like, okay, well, there's nothing like me and I can, I can just be myself. And I'm, I'm starting to feel back to myself now that I'm, I'm newly single again, um, because I was so censored. I was like being a family guy makes you so like, I have like emotions and feelings that you have to hold back. But yes, to answer your question, um, there's part of me that wanted to gut him, but there's another part of me that is like, Oh, okay, well he, he did it on his own accord. I, I, I don't want to be that guy. Um, because now we're in a different time. You can't do that to people. Like if you do that. It's like the end of the world.
0: So yeah. So uh, yeah. obviously you stepped away from the dirt. What was it? Four years ago, you said? Yeah. So since then, like obviously you've changed a lot your family situation. What, what have you been up to since leaving the dirty, just for people out there that don't know.
1: Let's begin divorce. <laughs> that's what he's been doing, bud. <laughs> <Stop>
0: <laughs> now I want to know the other stuff before we get to
2: divorce. Um. So, so I start, so I went back to school like Van Wilder, I, I found Saddleback as a community college out here and I had nothing to do I tried to golf I sucked at that um, I tried to just do you know retirement things um, and uh, then I started a company called Relic since I looked at myself as a relic and uh, I started consulting. I started basically helping uh, us weekly in touch life and style like all these different gossip sites help them monetize and get traffic. And, uh, we've been, we, we crushed it, making millions and millions of dollars. And, um, it was great because I was behind the scenes, just wizard of Oz, getting exclusives, doing all this stuff. And, um, I still have that business that business is doing really well. And then I just started a new site called Celeb and celebmagazine.com. And it's just mainstream. I'm trying to go for more of a high-end lifestyle. Now that I'm 42, I I actually like rich things now. And I don't have time for, um, like, I I can't wait in line. I can't, there's just things I can't do anymore because I'm just older. So I I like more of the affluent stuff and I want to showcase the things that I like. I've built a team and we're doing really, really well. We've, it's almost one year and we've, we've surpassed, like the five-year mark of the dirty so and it's just crazy to me that that there's an audience like my audience has gotten older and more mature and they're still there um and now i'm starting to shoot my own content and i'm going to start making it a streaming we have an app so a app and i'm gonna start doing original content um still break stories and stuff like that but i want to show people more of the reality similar to like what we're doing here and explaining it i actually want to pull the curtain back Um, And that's my goal now is to show people, hey, the other side, the ugly side of media, because people don't see, you know, you see a story go up, but they don't see how the story develops and they don't see, and Dax knows, you guys both know, like we've been in the bullpens where you have a guy that's just a midget just yelling at you, like belittling you and just going crazy because we need to break the story before, before anyone else does. And we have to verify the source. We need to talk to the lawyer. We got to do all this stuff. So I want to show that element to it, but I also want to show the the human side of myself and what I'm going through and my struggles. Um, just trying to be a man in this world and survive. It's just crazy, and um, yeah. So so it's just it's just a new me. It's it's the Richie Rich version.
0: That's cool. I like it. I like it. I like the because uh, I'm in that same boat of feeling like, you know, you, you come into the industry doing something and people label you as that. And then you're like, no, now I got to break break free from that. I mean, obviously, I was at TMZ for 12 years. So that's how everyone knew me as just Dax from TMZ. So it's been a, a nice change to just be Dax Holt for once, you know? Yes. So I got to imagine the same for you um did you do you get along with some of those like old bloggers like perez and stuff or no No, did you ever
2: he just doesn't like me no no he just thought he's i I don't think i've ever put him down but he he every time he gets a chance he, he takes a shot at me and um which makes no sense like and like i have nothing against the guy we came up in the same time he was Paris Hilton. I was Nicole Ritchie. And that was it. Like that was, th- that was, he went with that way. I went with my way and I was the straight version. He was the gay version. And uh, it worked out for
1: both of us. How are you, you know, obviously we just read in your Post, your, uh, you know, your recent divorce, you know, how are you holding up? You know, I think that's what people really want to know. Um, It's been really hard
2: because I just, I just don't she divorced me so and and it it blows my mind that like she has her own fan base and they look at me like i'm some sort of monster and i've i was so good in the in in the marriage like i'm still i'm still in shock i'm still confused um she decided that she wanted to do it on our anniversary our 11 year anniversary I got her a Rolex, a ring, like the whole thing. I was like, Hey, here you go. We made it, we made it this long and, um, beautiful family. Everything's I, you know, to me, I thought everything was fine. And she just said, Hey, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. And I want to figure out who I am. And, uh, that was
0: that. It was fully just out of the blue. Like you thought everything was good.
2: Yeah. And the crazy part is she told me like, Hey, you know, I just want to tell you the last six months, you're probably the best husband in the world. And I was, and, and it wasn't that I was trying to be the best husband. I was just, I'm just older. And I just, you know, I, I care about my children and my family and I try to provide a lifestyle that I thought she wanted, which was over the top and I provided and made sure it happened. Um, but there was, you know, there were, there were a lot of elements, you know, like we were shoot, we were, she was, she was doing, um, tapes for, for housewives. So we were, in, we were in the, in the process of being newly casted for the real housewives of Orange County. So that was going down in the middle of this. And we had to put on this like facade that, you know, everything's happy, happy go lucky. And, uh, I didn't, I I wasn't, I wasn't going to do like, I wasn't about it. First of all, the money was terrible. And the big storyline, which, which was this last season was all about like, Hey, like Branwyn and being gay. And then Kelly being so like, you know, politically her political views. Um, and we were, and we're friends with Kelly Dodd or I'm friends with Kelly Dodd. So I think, there was a lot of pushback there because obviously Kelly just got fired. And I think that if if we would have decided to stay on, Kelly probably would have stayed on the show because they were looking for different matches. Um, But I don't know where that went. I don't know. In my mind, I I think part of the divorce was is that they were afraid of me like Andy, Andy from Bravo is not a fan of mine. So um, I don't know if, if that had some sort of something to do with it. I don't know. So um, that's probably a question for David Weintrop who put the deal together. So I don't know, but yeah, that, that's going through that happened. I, I just, I honestly, guys, I have no idea. It's been like, literally, I woke up one day and my life just flipped and, and I had, I, there's no, there was n- never been a chance for me to even reconcile. She called her dad, her dad got her a lawyer Obviously, he's been through this six times or whatever, and and I was best friends with her dad, and I just don't – I don't understand what, what I did. Like, I really don't.
0: Have you talked to her dad at all?
2: No. He, he blocked me, cut me off. Like, it, it was like – it's like a full attack. And I, I'm just shocked that he wouldn't, like, as a father, be like, hey, you guys should probably, like, try to work this out for your children, you know? Yeah. So – So I'm still in that mode of like, what did I do wrong? But every day I'm waking up and I'm starting to realize like, wow, this is crazy. Like I was really silenced in this relationship. I was really, um, I really held back who I was trying to be a good father, being a good person. Um, In the last 11 years, she really like um, controlled me, which wasn't a bad thing, but she just really like, kept secrets in, you know, when I was Nick Ritchie, like I wanted to be out. I wanted to be part of the people she wanted to be in her hole and in her little bubble. And now I feel great because now I can, I can move, I can go to Miami, I can go to New York, I can have meetings. I can, I can start being who I really am. Um, but from a family perspective, it, it kills me. Like, you know, I can't even, it's put it, put it this way. I'm paying to see my half my children's life, not take away half my children's life. And and I have to pay someone to do that. How does that make any sense? That's what the actual core of divorce is, is basically I'm paying someone every month to go live their life and and be happy. And I have to sit here and be miserable because I get to miss half my kid's life. So emotionally it, it it kills me inside.
0: Uh Yeah that's a it's a definitely a perspective to look at it um do you think there was any like infidelity I mean it, like that's the only thing that I always go to when it's so abrupt and it's like out of the blue that I'm like what the like where did this come from that's the only thing that I ever kind of just start to question
2: and I, I question it obviously I read what she told page six and and the New York Post and I was just like Wait, what did she tell page six? Is that 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 we, ha- we haven't we been intimate in over a year, yeah. which is which, which is not true. So, so there's a lot of things that she told them that were lies, which kind of made me think that, OK, is she like is she trying to defend somebody or is there someone that like out there that she's trying to like, you know, that she's been lying to saying like, hey, I'm not with Nick that that way, which uh, which but for me personally, honestly, I just I just don't even want to know. I, yeah that got rich as hell so i whoever he is good luck
1: yeah Dang,
2: i'm
0: sorry
1: yeah um, it's 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 rough but then you know i see a thing in miami and there's a, a banner going across the sky like on the beach and says like Nick Richie is back uh what, what what was that i'm back
2: i i you doing <laughs> listen, the reality is, is the world needs me. I need the world. I'm starting to realize my only best friends are in my DMS. It's a different, it's a different time, you know? So, uh, it's great reconnecting with, with you guys and just like my old friends and seeing that like everyone's on the come up and they, for the first time ever, I'm starting to see individuality. Like everyone's actually like getting outside of their box of becoming their own brand and I feel like I have a lot to do with that because I inspire people to, to be themselves. Um, and I have a lot to give. And, and I think that I've been selling the world short because I've been giving myself to Shane. I've been giving myself to family when the reality is the world is my family and I have to be okay with, with being that guy. And, and I am. And I, and I think not only Miami, not only Vegas, like I want to go international. I really think I have I have my goals are so lofty, but I know I can hit them because I've done them before. So um, I am back, boys. It, it's it's going to be a good time.
1: It, <laughs> and I know you're doing I some like stuff it. in Vegas right now. Like You you got some big things in Vegas right now. Tell us about this stuff. You're yeah, I signed a
2: deal with uh, Resorts World, which is the new hotel on the strip right across from Wynn. It's massive. It's, it's amazing. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Um, I I have a three, three uh, appearances there this, this year or yeah, 20 through 2022. So it's a, it's a two to three year deal. And um, I'm a white tiger. Again, I show up, take pictures, make love and get out of there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> so is, are these club appearances what are it's just come party with nick ritchie kind of thing
2: it's a little bit different because now i'm like gearing towards the face of hospitality so so i'm i'm literally showcasing properties um doing video content but also like doing the club thing but also showing just showing face walking around the property uh taking pictures and and basically embracing this is my new home and uh vegas has always been good to me and now i'm like super excited because it's brand new it's something fresh and all the big celebrities are are getting behind it brody jenner is going to be uh djing there paris hilton's djing there so now you're having different perspectives outside the box of the big djs you're having the celebrity djs um so i think it's going to be really really good i'm really excited about it to be honest
1: and not only that, dude, you're in the, the you're in the crypto world. You gotta you're it's a hard world to explain, but what what's your involvement in it? Uh,
2: so I have Nick coin, Nick, Nick being me, and it's I did I did it the opposite way. Like everyone's just like basically going with the flow. I, I'm like, okay, I want a coin where it's based on on my productivity and my success. So basically, people are are investing in it's called BitCloud, but I have an actual coin under Nick Ritchie that you can you can just put ten bucks in or whatever. It started at one hundred and fifty dollars, and now it's at it's over a thousand. Um, and I'm not I'm not I'm like in it for the long haul. This isn't like a, a cash out quick kind of thing because I really think I can get I can get this coin up to ten to fi- to fifteen thousand. Um, so anyone who's like an old school fan of mine or just wants to put some money in there and then walk away for like five years, this is, this is how you do it because it's going to be based off my success. So the more I climb, the more the coin value rises. Um, so I, everyone listen, I think all the crypto stuff, it's high volatility it's high risk, but if you want something that's solid, as long as I'm alive, we're going to make a lot of money. Um, so Nick Coin is my coin and it's actually Sean Phillips. I don't know if you guys know who Sean Phillips is, the football player. He told me, he told me, I asked him, what do you invest in? And he said, only invest in yourself. So that's what I'm doing. I'm investing nice. in myself. And, and listen, I ha- I've never lost except for marriage, I'm 0 for 2 in marriage. But other than that, like I can, I can pull this off and make people a lot of money. That's
0: awesome. I I was thinking because the other day, I think I saw something. I was like, oh, uh, I went to go look at myself, but I had to like sign up for an account. I was like, eh, never mind. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the, this uh, this concept of invest in yourself. It's like the perfect way to go into crypto if people are not like you know wanting to or are nervous about crypto because like you said there's so much volatility that you're like i don't know what to invest in i don't know what's going to take off where i'm going to lose money so for me i just tend to stay out of it but i like this idea of you pushing your own coin i think that's really cool
2: yeah i'm excited about it because if it fails it's, it's on me it's not on you it's on me you know so um and i'm not a big I'm not a big person who believes in that st- in like that failure stuff. Like I wake up every day and I'm so excited about how do I win? How do I win? You know? So I think, I think it's going to be really, really good. Um, I know Mike Walters has put in a lot of money, so I can't fail.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's funny, dude.
1: That's awesome, dude. Well, listen, Nick, it's, uh, it's great to have on the podcast. I'm glad you're uh, you're in a, you're in the right path. You're in a good place, and I'm excited to see what happens with the coin. Excited to see what happens in Vegas, uh, and, and and you're also doing this travel series, dude. Which oh, yeah. Was like, what is it? What you're all over the place. What is this travel series?
2: So I'm shooting right now. I'm shooting. I, everyone download the Celeb app. So I'm shooting original content. Um, 10M is the name of the travel show. It's directed by. Uh, Z, who's uh, really big in Vegas, Zarnaz, she put together a a package and then I have a producer, like I have a real team doing this. It's crazy. And um, we're basically showcasing all the coolest spots around the world where I basically go in there and try to find myself through high-end places. The last episode we did was in Big Sky, Montana, I've never been in the snow before. Like I'm Persian. Like it's, it's not a thing. (laughs) So so I went out there and I was just, you know, I'm, I'm seeing things for the first time. I'm opening up my mind and it just, it's just amazing. And then we have uh, Jamaica next. And then I have like Como, like there's a whole bunch of cool spots on the horizon, but I'm also shooting like five other shows. Richie rides is one Richie rich. So it's going to be all original content that you can find on the app Cause I'm going to make this thing into the new media wave of like Netflix. It's going to be so cool. And eventually you guys are going to have your own show. It's going to be really good. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like it. I
2: like it, Nick. Well,
1: ladies and gentlemen, follow Nick Ritchie, you know, check out his celeb magazine. Again, it's a high end magazine that's coming out. It's really cool. Look out for his travel series, invest in his coin. Uh, because he's a raising stock. He's a good dude. And honestly, I know for myself I wouldn't be in the position I'm now I am in if it wasn't for guys like Nick to kind of create, you know, create the path. And uh he's a legend. The guy is uh, you know, the guy is a legend. Nick, thank you so much for joining us, brother.
2: Anytime. Uh hopefully I can do this again in six months to a year. Let's see where I get. Let's see if I'm still
1: here. Uh Nick Richie, man, he's uh how how close was his relationship with you know because he had a different site, but how close was his relationship with like t m z when you were working there at the time?
0: no, I think we were we were really close i mean i I've known Nick for i think it's like again fifteen years or something like that uh just because like he said he was breaking a lot of stories and you know and those stories turned into bigger stories on t m z uh, you know when they got flushed out even more um and it's, it's funny because he really was like the party boy and he's so different now just in the way we talk to him. Like, yeah, he was always just like crazy, crazy party guy. And I I can tell now he is family man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a fun transition. You know, I like I like seeing those those changes in people over the years because I feel the same way, like. My life changed so much after getting married and having children and, you know, your perspectives on life change a lot.
1: Yeah. Who's in his crew? Who was he hanging out with though? Was he hanging out with celebrities or was he just kind of partying and just around the scene?
0: I felt like he was always the guy that was like, no, I don't want to be friends with celebs because his website, once you become friends with celebs, then you tend not to want to break the stories. You know what I'm saying? Like then, then when a story comes in and it's good, but it's your friend. You're like, Oh, I don't want to post it. So I, I feel like he was one of those people that was always like, Nope, uh, work and, and play. And I, I'm not going to cross them. So just don't be friends with anyone.
1: Yeah. I struggle with that myself. I'm like, how do I, cause I, you know, I'm not a bad guy and I struggle with like how, of a, how much of it, you know, sometimes with some of these celebrities, like, w- do I want to kind of be go a little extra Do you know, and where, where's mm-hmm. the line, you know, we're like, yeah, of course, I would love to be friends with some of these people, but realistically it's like, they're, they're not going to be my friends, you know, not all of them. So I'm like, especially it's not even the celebrities. It's the publicist. So I'm like, fuck the publicist. I'm going to, you know, like I actually, sometimes I'll even shoot the people, not because I want to, it's because your publicist was an asshole, you know? And like, and it's like your team's not cool, you know? So yeah. it's been weird for me, but, uh, thank you guys for listening. And, uh, you could leave a review. That's the best thing to do. Support this podcast is leave a five-star review and, um, and uh, we we leave
0: those reviews people please and then uh you know if you want to be a part we didn't do it today we didn't do fan chat uh fan question roulette uh just honestly just didn't get to it but if you want to be a part of it submit us a video you can dm us on instagram um or you can call us up and leave us a message at 833 hwr line 833 hwr line uh but we love having people part of the show
1: Yes, yeah. So uh, you find me at, at Adam Glenn. from this podcast. We're on, you know, we have the video components on YouTube or on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on it all. You can find Dax Holt at D A X H O L T. See you guys next time. Media Production.